Hey guys, welcome to Bogey Sports uh, NFL Edition. Uh, we're glad to have you today. Today with uh, my co-host Parker Dimitri and Justin, we'll be talking about recent NFL news and we'll sprinkle in a little bit about wide receiver fantasy uh, football as well as rankings. And uh, this is also our first time debuting our podcast, so if you can't attend the stream, which is perfectly fine, uh, go check us out on iTunes or Spotify for our podcast. So, yes. yeah, enjoy. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty. So well, first up, oh, oh yeah, we got Cam Newton to the Patriots. Recent trade. So last two weeks after the preseason, and then he's done. Garrett Stidham. No. <laughs> Come on, we, we all know Bill Belichick wouldn't have signed him if he wasn't healthy. This is... Okay, but in, okay hold on. You, we know Cam Newton's old, and he's going to be used as old. a mentor. He's going to be used as a mentor for Jarrett Stidham because he's more like Jarrett Stidham than Tom Brady was. Have I'm, more of the same skill sets. Therefore, he's going to breed him into the next best quarterback. No, I don't think so, because you forget that it basically Cam's whole contract is based on his performance. If he plays like shit, he gets, like, no money. So even if he does mentor Stidham, who, frankly, I mean, I'm a diehard Patriots fan, but Stidham is crap. Even if he does mentor him, there's no... Jared Stidham's not the future of the Patriots. I mean, you're right. Cam Newton is old. I don't think he's going to be with the Patriots for a decade or, or, even five, or even five years. But I do think... If he stays healthy and if he manages to, you know, not break his knee again or whatever the hell is going on with him, I think, I mean, I think we got a chance. I think the Patriots, they're definitely not going to win any Super Bowls, but I think they're playoff contenders with him. You realize that whole, like, the whole contract, him playing, if they don't play and they don't have to spend as much money on him, they can just use him as a mentor this whole year and then they don't have to spend the money. Yeah, football is important. They want to win, but it's still a business. They're going to try to save as much money as possible. If they that's are. how they're going to do it, and if they can breed the next Patrick Mahomes out of Jarrett Stidham, then they're going to do that. Yeah, but Cam Newton is not going to just let himself become a mentor. He, he has a little yeah. more pride than that. I mean, he's... Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to compete for the starting job. Yeah. Of course. I mean, he like if you see, I think his guaranteed money was 550k if I'm or somewhere around that. And, like, compared to some other backup QBs, like, Cam Newton is, like, making nothing, which is, like, Patriots got an absolute steal on him. But, you know, uh, actually, I, I wanted to hear uh, Dimitri, who's a Patriots fan, uh, his opinion on, uh, you know, there's a, uh, before this, before the trade, there's a general stigma that, you know, the Patriots were in a tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, now that you've signed Cam Newton, how do you see that uh, changing, if, if anything, at all? Well, here's the thing. As much as I think we should tank, Belichick won't do it. Belichick has a little bit more pride, not only as a coach, but as one of the best coaches in NFL history to purposely tank his team. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, looking at the, our, the Patriots' schedule, it makes me cry a little bit. Because even with Brady last year, even with Brady at his prime, I'd still be worried about that schedule. But now that I feel like, well, we, nothing is assured because... As much as I'd like to say Cam Newton is the future of the Patriots and there's no, you know, that that's just where we're going to go, I don't think he, he is. But I would like, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he stays healthy and I'm hoping that he manages to come back a little bit to how he used to be. Yeah, Parker, what are your uh, thoughts well, on this? Cam Newton is one of the most injury-prone quarterbacks of all time. So the odds of him staying healthy are like zero. So I see him being out in like two weeks and being injured. Oof. Ball so prediction. He's just gonna be used as a mentor. Yeah. Another thing, like when he breaks uh, his back. How will Cam Newton fit into this offense? I mean, it's, the Patriots offense has been, you know, led by Tom Brady for uh, like the past decade and, you know, Cam Newton is quite a versatile guy, while Tom Brady, you know, doesn't like to run a lot, stays in the pocket, very intelligent thrower, you know, can read defenses pretty well, like I don't know if Cam Newton is able to adapt to this offense so quickly, especially is it given Cam that. New- given is that. Cam uh, Newton. Oh, sorry. Go uh, given that, sorry. Given that training, uh, what is it? Preseason has been pushed back and everything. It's like I don't know if Cam Newton has enough time to you know fully integrate himself into this offense. 
but uh, I'd have to agree with Dimitri. They're definitely playoff contenders just because their division is one of the easiest divisions in the league. No, no, no shots being taken, but just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I, I've been doing looking into it a little bit. He's been doing some workouts. You could see him. He, there was a video he posted on him just throwing the ball around with Nikhil Harry a little bit, which is kind of you know good to see that he's not just sitting on his ass doing nothing. But um, I also think that if we put Cam Newton into the Patriots four years ago, I think that it would be a massive restructuring and be an issue. But here, the Patriots today are no longer Tom Brady's Patriots. I mean, we have Edelman... But and but even Mohamed Sanu never really adjusted to Tom Brady's Tom Brady's and Belichick's style. I think that it'll be it'll be pretty easy for them to convert out of the old way of doing into something a little more versatile. Well, is it is it really Cam Newton adjusting to the Patriots' offense or the Patriots adjusting to Cam Newton? Well, that's exactly it. I think it'll be the Patriots adjusting to Cam Newton, not Cam Newton adjusting adjusting to the Patriots. Because you know he's got he's got enough on his plate already, you know, try, coming back from an awful season last year with where he was injured the entire time. I think our focus should just be to make Cam Newton work as well as possible, and not try to do anything too weird with him. For those um, listening on the podcast, we also uh, included his 2019 stats when he was uh, last with the uh, Carolina Carolina Panthers. Uh, he played two games. Losing both of those with a completion percentage of 56.2, 572 passing yards, no touchdowns, one interception, a passer rating of 71, and a total of negative two rushing yards. Anyone want to jump Kyle in? Because Kyle Allen did so much better than Cam Newton, right? <laughs> the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Kyle Allen, did so much better. And I mean, as terrible as that performance in is, you got to put, in, you got to, you know, understand that the Carolina Panthers have been dis- has has excuse me has been defined by their running game. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is the, arguably the best runner in the league. He's what wins them games, not their passing. So even though, I mean, those stats are bad: no touchdown, one interception. Negative two rushing yards. I think that you've got to understand that they were focusing much more on their run game than their pass game anyway. You say that, but Christian McCaffrey also went over 1,000 yards receiving. So it's really just the Christian McCaffrey offense. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah. More to that. There's nothing more to that. They lost Luke. So their defense has gone down by like 25, like 100 points. Then what do they have offensively? They have... Game more. They have McCaffrey, who's literally their offense. If Teddy Bridgewater, right? I'm, I'm, I believe it's Teddy Bridgewater on that team now. Yeah, he can actually throw the ball or get enough time from their offensive line, which I honestly doubt is going to happen. I'm going to yeah. we're going to see a bunch of checkdowns. We're going to see screens. We're going to see Christian McCaffrey with big plays because that's what the Carolina Panthers are now. Until they yeah. can actually develop a team and to be honest going back to like Cam Newton and the Patriots I feel like in a couple of years that's going to be the Patriots because look at the Patriots team they're all old no offense they're all older players so them tanking isn't going to do anything if they tank that's just one less year they have with these guys while they're in their quote unquote prime because they're still older than like everybody else in the NFL That's, that's I mean, fair that's point. fair, but you've also got to consider, I mean, one of the major things, the reason why the Panthers have basically gone over a complete uh, change of character since 2015 is that they lost their coach. Ron Riviera was fired, and they were, you know, and because of that, then their new coach was trying to alter around and make a team around that. But I think that it's just finally, it's not so much that they're changing their style, it's that they're just, they're becoming more adjusted to a new coach. They also, but still, it, you can blame the coach, but their, their drafting hasn't been the best. Their free agency hasn't been the best because no. they don't have, like, keep uh, parts on their offensive line. They don't have those 
their wide receiver core looks pretty good. You got DJ Moore, you've got Curtis Samuel, they now have Robbie Anderson, but Teddy Bridgewater isn't the best quarterback in the world. He's good. He's does he have enough time in the pocket with their offensive line? Probably not. So, <laughs> That's for so, sure. So how is he going to be able? He's going to have to try to get the ball, either just chuck the ball up and hope TJ Moore can catch it, or throw a check down to Christian McCaffrey. Like you don't have too many options here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think that the Panthers are playoff contenders. I, I mean, I think yeah. that if they if they manage to make everything work just right, they could be. But I don't think they've got. I, we were going to talk about this a little later, I think. But I think that they're. they're Great option for Jadavian Clowney to join, I mean, mm-hmm. just to replace Keekly, I guess. But you know, I think they definitely need some more off-season rebuilding than they did if they want to come back into prominence. I think I was. Uh, oh, uh, I was going to say if you guys are ready to transition because uh, yeah. Dimitri just tied it in so quick, uh, so nicely. Sure. Yeah. yeah so, uh, we'll move on to the next slide. Okay. There we go. So we have a. Uh, Three players. The three uh, free agents. Well, or not all free agents. Agent. And Antonio three, Brown. Three, three Antonio players Brown that are, you know, have some, have some interest in playing for uh, for a team or another team. So uh, we'll start off with Jamal Adams, star safety from uh, LSU, now currently at New York Jets. And, you know, uh, it's rumored... Some of the top contending teams for him are Cow- the Cowboys, Jets, Ravens, and the Eagles. So, someone wants to hop on to the Cowboys. He is. There is no chance he's going to the Cowboys. Someone like Jerry Jones isn't going to be able to control him, and then he's going to get pissed off, and it's going to be this whole big thing because he's got a big personality, and Jerry Jones isn't going to like it. So he's not going to the Cowboys. On top of that, how are they going to pay him? Have yeah. Dak Prescott, yeah. which wants Patrick Mahomes' money. Like you're not getting Patrick Mahomes' money. All you do is hand the ball off to Zeke. I can go find a kid in Keeley <laughs> and sometimes hand the ball off to Zeke. Well, here's I think here's the big thing. I think the Jets really need to shut up and give him more money. They, they, yeah, the Jets I have agree. very little going for them right now. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, to be in full, to be to be fully honest, I don't like the Jets. I'm I'm a Patriots fan. I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Giants. I don't like most of the, most. I don't like any New York team really. But if they want to have a chance, I mean, what they've got going with them, they've got Darnold who who missed games with mono. They've got um, Le'Veon Bell who was you know secondary on the Steelers. They don't have anyone that that can define yeah. their team. Uh, so they, lost, they lost Robbie Anderson, like their star. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even say star wide receiver, but no, number one wide receiver. I think their number one wide receiver now is uh, Jamison Crowder. But moving on to the defensive side, like besides Jamal Adams, I don't even know if I could name another defensive player on that team. I mean, yeah. I feel like that team is kind of just slowly becoming a dying organization. No offense to uh, Mr. C., who is my English teacher and a Jets fan? But you know, they I think Mims. I think they, they gotta made, pay him the money. I thought they made some decent draft picks, right? They, I thought they picked up a cornerback, but maybe not. not they got an offensive. They got Mikai Becton to protect oh, Sam yeah. Darnold. I don't know how good he's gonna be in protecting Sam Darnold mm-hmm. from Mono, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. against it. Against defensive ends, yeah, he'll probably do a pretty good job. He was arguably one of the best yeah. uh, offensive tackles in college. But if Sam Darnold can't stay healthy, like yeah, they I need. Speaking of teams that need to be completely revamped, the Jets definitely one of the top contender. Yeah. They've got. I mean, I'd like to say that they were they're coasting on past glory, but they've never actually been that good. So they're just. <laughs> Coasting off nothing. Adam Gase isn't helping. Let's be completely yeah. honest. No. Give Adam Gase this contract. What's he gonna? What's he doing? It's <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell accepted less money when he went to the Jets than staying with the Steelers. And no, he, Le'Veon Bell was not second the Steelers. He just wanted too much money, and the Steelers weren't 
ready to pay him that much money because they have people like Juju. They had Antonio Brown, who they thought they were going to give more money to, but then he turned out to be clown. So, Yeah, speaking of uh, Antonio Brown, let's transition into him. Uh, right now, he uh, he's never going to play another snap. Jobless. Uh, some teams that are interested in him are the Ravens and Seahawks, and I think uh, there are some rumors about the Buccaneers or Browns, but I don't really see that happening. Personally, I awesome. see him. If there's going to be a team that signs him, I would have to bet the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens, their wide receiver, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrew, pretty much makes up the whole thing. I know it's more of a run-heavy offense, but I think order for the Ravens to take their team to the next level, you know, uh, they've been choking in the playoffs for the past two years, haven't won a playoff game. In order to make it to the Super Bowl, I think they need a star wide receiver to help out Lamar Jackson a bit. So when are the Ravens going to pay Antonio Brown? Before or after uh, Lamar Jackson gets a bigger contract than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Well, they have a lot to deal with cap space before they can pick up Antonio Brown. I don't well, I'd say they could sign him to a one-year deal this year because Lamar Jackson's not getting paid this year, and depending on if he gets injured or not, because his play style is very, you know, radical and risky, you know, that can determine his play style and uh, determine his contract. I don't see um, Antonio Brown even fitting in the offense. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't play with the same style as the entire other Ravens offense. Like, he played with Ben Roethlisberger, who doesn't, yeah. he plays in the pocket yeah. and just throws deep. Antonio Brown is a great deep ball. He's he. If you throw a Hail Mary, he will catch it. But the problem being is that that's not what Lamar... Lamar Jackson, there's a reason they called him a, re, a receiver, a running back, instead of a quarterback. It's yeah. not that he's bad at throwing. He, just, he doesn't have the arm of, ben, of Big Ben or, or someone like that. Now that Actually, I think he has a really good arm. It's just he doesn't use it as much because he can run a lot better yeah. than his arm is. <laughs> He just yeah. runs around and throws it to the tight end for a first down every single down. Hey, it got him to the first seed in the playoffs, so it's not tough that, to Yeah, it's like, it's like true, you playing like, Madden, Dimitri. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not like I feel like Antonio Brown doesn't really have a point, choice. It's not like he's picking the teams that like yeah, like that that he wants to go to. I mean, the teams are choosing him. If he gets a chance by any team, by all means, he's going to take that chance. So, I mean, and I think at this point, it's the Ravens that are most likely to do so. Oh, hold I mean, on a minute. I just don't think he fits in the Ravens' offense. How, how good is Antonio Brown going to be after taking a year off? He's not getting any younger. He's clearly – something's clearly happened to him. Well, Look at Leon Bell. He took a year off, and he definitely wasn't as good as he used to be. <laughs> Let's not tiptoe around it. He sucks. He sucked. But, um – Listen, I don't like Antonio Brown because he screwed the Patriots over. I don't, I don't like him. But he, hold on. He and and not, not only did he screw over the Patriots, but he's basically he's he's like a divorced wife going from. It's 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 a bad situation. But I, I don't think we can t- question his talent. Even though it's been a year, even though he's getting slightly older, the man is yeah. the man is gifted. Okay. It's, yes. But- that's why it's the problem. He was only kind of decent. No, not that many people would be rushing to snap him up. But he's like, yeah. If he's playing well and not being a weirdo about it, he's he's a top five receiver easily. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do think I do think the Ravens need a receiver. I think that that would help them yeah. definitely. I think they'd bring him to the to a Super Bowl. But I think Antonio Brown would be too much of a risk for them right now. They've mm-hmm. got a relative relatively winning formula. And if they yeah. add someone like Antonio Brown, who who's famous for separating teams, <laughs> I, I I think that that's not a risk they want to take. That's yeah, good. I don't that's don't good. think Antonio Brown's gonna fit anywhere because the arguably the best coach in football history, arguably Bill Belichick, couldn't hold him. I. That's a strong. That's that's true. That's true. I, I mean, theoretically speaking, you're right, but it's kind of different from the way he left the Steelers, right? He didn't. He, he didn't necessarily. He, he's not like he was separating the team on the Patriots, is that he may or may not have raped the girl, and the Patriots didn't want that on their record. I don't think 
Bilicek should be in charge of keeping that in order. I don't think we can really put that on him. Alrighty. Let's uh, move on to the last person, Jadavion Clowney, former number one overall pick. He spent a year in Seattle the old uh, man. before he was in the Texans. And, you know, it's been a while since uh, uh, I think he's a free agent now. And, you know, I think his before his asking price was around uh, like 17, 18 million for a multi-year deal. But now it seems like he has dropped that significantly. So um, some contenders for him are the Titans, the Seahawks, and the Browns. Uh, where do you see him ending up at? Maybe he goes to neither and he goes back to the Texans. <laughs> about the Texans. Oh, seriously. The Texans got rid of the DeAndre Hopkins for some stupid reason. I think and, he was drunk. And <laughs> Bill O'Brien. There goes, there goes 90% of your cap. So... Back to Davian Clowney, and you have a, uh, an amazing defender. So, what else could you really need? They should be in the playoffs. Like, the only other thing you could need is like a David Johnson in his prime. But I don't know how good you were at getting that there. Yeah, like. I, don't, I don't think we should put any hope in that. I don't know if that would happen because you know just the. Texans organization has taken a quite a downfall past year slash year. Texans organization or Bill O'Brien? Hold on. Well, well, the Bill O'Brien is kind of controlling the organization, so I don't really see that happening. It would be amazing to see that happen, but I just personally do not see that happening. See, I'm wait. I'm waiting for. Uh, Bill O'Brien to trade J.J. Watt to the Steelers, and then with Deshaun, <laughs> with Deshaun with Deshaun Watson and their first round pick for Ben Roethlisberger, for Mason, for no, for Mason Rudolph and a bag of chips. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll throw the bag of chips. But I was gonna say like, but only if he's uh, in his duck hunting uniform. <laughs> only if he's drunk the night before. <laughs> All right, guys. Here's my problem with Javon Clowney. He's and this is true for most defensive ends, unless we're talking about, you know, J.J. Watt, who somehow is still not dead. Um, he's, he's no longer in his prime. Yeah. DN's prime are much shorter than most other positions, especially on defense. I don't think he's good enough to be necessarily picked up by... And maybe the Browns, because at this point they should take anything ship that is their defense. But... I mean, the Titans, they don't need it. Their defense works well enough. And the Seahawks, their, def- their defense is pretty good. They don't, I don't think they should, they need to waste the cap space. Hold on. Can we, can we go off track for one second and just talk about the Browns? They have spent the most amount of money and the most amount of draft picks on the most amazing talent. And they're still arguably one of the worst teams in the <laughs> NFL. They have Odell, they have Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb. they just got Austin Hooper, they have Nick Chubb, they have Kareem Hunt, who I don't care who you're talking to, he's still one of the best running backs in the NFL. And he's just won. He's What's the best kicker. Say? Oh my <laughs> god. Here, here's, here's the problem with the Browns. Alright, yes they've got all this talent, but they've sucked for so long, they don't know how to not suck anymore. <laughs> Already? Oh man, shots fired. I mean, listen, listen, listen. There, there, there was a news article that came out recently that a Cleveland Brown man wrote in his will when he died that he wanted his pallbearers to be members of the Cleveland Browns so they can let him down one last time. All right, <laughs> this is <laughs> even their own town, who's arguably one of the one of the most football intensive, besides you know the Texan places, one of the most football intensive towns in America, even they're starting to get sick of them. There's unless the Browns need to completely, they also need a revamping. They need, they just need better new coaching, they need new ownership, they need I don't know what they need. They need a they magic need a spell. Life. Yeah, I don't even know if they have enough cash for that, you know. They have all these star players, you know, Dave and Clown who just run them straight into that depth. Yeah. That's why I personally see him signing with the Titans because, you know, the Titans, they already have a pretty good offense carried by Derrick Henry. And their defense isn't bad, but I think they're losing a couple guys like uh, Logan Ryan this this offseason. So, I mean, 
they they had a good run in the playoffs last year, and I think adding Jadavion Clowney will only help their team. Well, here's people another thing. All three of those people on the screen on the Browns, and they would still suck. <laughs> you could put all three of them on the on the team at the same time, and they still suck. But it's it, you can get Joe Thomas, you can get all their greats back, and then take every great. You can bring Tom Brady in, you can bring whoever. They will still be the worst team in the NFL. Well, before we talk more about how much the Browns suck, I just want to finish up Javen Clowney. A new piece of information that I was looking into a little earlier, the Eagles apparently are interested in signing him, which I think oh, yeah. would be a great fit because the Eagles, just with their basically offense alone, made it to the, did quite well last year. And I think Jadavion Clowney could definitely help boost their defense. Fletcher Say Cox did. with uh, Jadavion Clowney, that would yeah, be exactly. a deadly duo. <laughs> Say they did quite well, but look at the division they're in. <laughs> yeah, they even over five hundred. I don't remember. Were they over five hundred by what one game maybe? Yeah. Who's gonna stop them? The Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys <laughs> can't score. You're gonna be paying your quarterback millions of dollars to hand the ball off. Though the Cowboys lost Sean Garrett, which may- maybe they have a chance this year. Jason Garrett. What? That's what. Did I not to say Jason you Garrett? Said Sean. Who is Sean Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've spent enough time on this topic. Let's move over to the next I slide. I just want to say one, one more thing about, oh, about yeah. Jamal Adams. Okay, so I just looked up the Jets' defensive players to see if I can name another. What came up first was Jamal Adams. What came up second was Robbie Anderson. <laughs> that is how bad their defense is. Yeah. Okay, now we move on. All right, let's move on. All right, so we have a... We asked uh, each co-host to rank their top five current wide receivers in the league. Um, I'll start off first. Wait, before first you start, me, let's just be clear. We're talking, we're talking in a PPR fantasy league, right? Well, this is not fantasy. This is just like, uh, like talent-wise, who would you want to have no. on your team? All right. So well, I thought we were talking fantasy. I think we should sure. should add in the talent and then add in some of the fantasy because. Yeah. We're all, most of us were probably thinking fantasy. Steven, I hope you were partially thinking fantasy here because Devontae Adams really. Yeah. We that choice. Couldn't find Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Tom. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking fantasy. I was just thinking, like, talent wise, who would you want to have on your team? Like, yeah, if let, you, let, let, let him go through the list and then yeah, make I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> oh, make fun. I think, first of all, I think my list is flawless, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, I'll yeah, start off with uh, the beast, Julio Jones, you know, very physical wide receiver, can pretty much run any route. He's been in Atlanta forever, had a heck of a, heck of a time there. But the thing that stands out about Julio Jones to me from, you know, the other few wide receivers is that, you know, he's not one of those guys that will compare or talk trash or, like, do any of that stuff. On the other hand, you had DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas, who, you know, earlier they were having disputes about the best wide receiver in the league. And I feel like, you know, when you're having these, engaging in these talks, it just kind of downgrades yourself in general. I mean, like, to, to like, if you're the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion, you don't have to do any talking at all. Like, you show, not tell. And that's what I have. That's why I have Julio at number one, DeAndre at number two, just because, you know, his hands are probably the best in the game. Uh, I think last year he didn't drop a single ball, not this season, but the season before that. Yeah. Michael Thomas, he's also very versatile receiver, good route runner, but I think his route running is a little bit limited. I, I don't what? know if uh, he, like, I think there's some routes that he's not as good as. I could be on, wrong on that, but... Anyways, number four, I have a tie. Tough for me to choose between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, he has that, you know, Godspeed. Personally, I think he's the quickest wide receiver in the league, even though John Ross is, you know, official 40 dash. Yeah. All of that stuff. And Devontae Adams, just uh, one of the best route runners in the league as well. So... Go make fun of my list, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to make fun of a really what, 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 what's up? What's Ty- Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Or no matter, there should not be a tie. Tyreek Hill is 
is really at least four. Devontae Adams should not be a question. I'll put CMC there any day before I put Devontae Adams. Because one other wide receiver can rush for 1,000 yards and receive for 1,000 yards. I mean, well, hey, Devontae Adams did kind of have an offseason last year, but he still is – you can't – you have to admit, like, yeah, I think the year before that he led the league in touchdowns, and, like, he's – honestly, his connection with Aaron Rodgers is also amazing too. So. Hate to I tell you. That, that is he, – he does have a good deal of chemistry with uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's fair, but he's especially – I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to transfer to a much more um, – running base team, especially now that they got a new, they got Jordan Love as a backup quarterback, which will be fun to I mean, see. Since they wasted a but pick also, on Jordan Love. And I do have a question, Stephen. Julio sure, Jones sure. is, I think, 31 now? Yes, he's been good. Yes, he's been great. But do you think he can still keep it up, even though he's kind of getting a little long in the tooth? I mean, if you look at a guy like Julio Jones, I mean, you can call him Mr. Consistent. You know, he doesn't always get a lot of touchdowns because, you know, those are spread out between Austin Hooper and Calvin Ridley, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, he always gets the yardage. You know, if you throw a jump ball, he'll get it. Deep ball, he'll get it. And just judging from the past few years, I don't recall a time where he missed a game because of injury or anything like that. And, you know, based on this, I'd say another three years, he's uh, he's definitely, I wouldn't say he's in his prime, but, you know, uh, just because he's not getting it, he doesn't show a past a history of injuries, which leads uh, me to believe that in the future that will continue as well. All right, that's fair. All right, shall we uh, move on? Let's move I'm on. Still, I'm still speechless about the whole Devontae Adams, but all right, let's, all right. let's, let's move on for now. We can. Okay, all right. Dimitri. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just wait, 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 wait. Calm down. Let's be clear. When I made this list, it was under the impression we're talking fantasy, still. but even still. Even if it's, oh, I, I hold by my choices, guys. I know most of you don't like Brady. I understand it. Uh, Steven, you're a Seahawks fan, and we screwed you over there. And Steelers, oh. and you guys are both Steelers fan. And I mean, we've oh. been taking every record you guys Parker's ever made. Did you just Parker call me a Steelers a fan? <laughs> yeah, Parker's a Rams fan. Yeah, yeah I, and I have a brain Parker, That's tree. the biggest. That's the biggest achievement you'll ever get is being called a Steelers fan. Be quiet. <laughs> so, so no, so I get you guys don't like Brady, but here's what you got gotta consider. Mike Evans, both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, without even without Brady, with with Jameis Winston, who I mean, he's an awful quarterback. Best, def- best defensive player ever. Thirty. He got, he, got, he got himself more interceptions than all the than, I mean, than five other quarterbacks combined. It's ridiculous, dude. No matter but, how much you like. Tom Brady or dislike Tom Brady, you cannot change the fact that they have Gronk on their team and they're going to be splitting between the two wide receivers. No, no, no. no. Listen. So, first of all, I love Gronk. We, we, we were talking about this a little bit before we started the stream, but I, I love Gronk like a like a creepy uncle. But um, Okay. He's, gonna, he spe- he's basically he's Frankenstein. He spends almost all season half injured. And the reason Brady always threw the Gronk is to, to Gronk, there was no one else. I mean, he had Edelman. Who uh, was Edelman? But that's it. It was Edelman or Gronk. Yeah, now, yeah, with, did now they get Josh Gordon? Gordon? Uh, both, no. both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in their prime. Just, I feel like they're gonna not only they're gonna get a lot more time than they would norm, a lot more passing than they would normally under Winston. But I also think that the passing is it's just gonna be that much better. I mean, they got these ridiculous stats because. Winston loved throwing his Hail Marys, but I think under Brady, with a little bit more control, a little bit more, you know, organization, getting focusing on 10, 15-yard receptions instead of 60, 70-yard receptions, I think they're both going to explode. I think, I mean, I mean, of course it's hard to say that for sure because Michael Thomas, the, the, Michael Thomas is like if God came down in wide receiver form and decided to run for Drew Brees. It's... I they they they're Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Andre Hawkins. Their skill is uncontestable, but I still think that Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans especially. I think he's a better receiver than Godwin. But I think that him with Brady is going to be a almost a Randy Moss like duo there. I just don't understand how you put them above Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, There's, yeah. I don't care if you're in a PPR. I don't care if it's 
fantasy, I don't care if you're just talking talent-wise, Tyreek Hill should be on that list somewhere. And I believe Mike Evans is going to do worse because he's going to be going on those deep routes while you have Gronk and Chris Godwin underneath. And where's Brady going to go? He's going to go to the underneath routes. He's going to go to Gronk and Godwin more than he's going to go to Mike Evans. So I'll I'll take that I'll take them one at a time. So basically, the way I see it is that, um, what's his name? Mahomes is a like a much better version of Winston. They both like throwing their deep balls. They both can move. They both can move if they need to. The difference being is that half the deep balls Winston threw were interceptions. So yes, Tyreek Hill is an awesome receiver and he's fast as crap. I won't contest that, especially after you know the, the Super Bowl victory they had. But I also don't think, especially as he's splitting the ball three ways, I don't think that one-on-one he's that much better than any of these guys. Well, isn't Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Gronk also splitting yeah. it three ways? Except that's more even. That That is... I, I, I really... You guys, you guys seem to think Gronk is going to be much better than he is. Gronk is there for the for the ticket sales. That's it. Well, I mean, you also have Cameron Bray, right? He's not a bad tight end either. And Godwin before they he throws the break easily. But they have can the chemistry. Back for a second. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we go back for a second and explain how Dimitri just said Patrick Mahomes is basically James, a better Jameis Winston? No, no, not basically. He is a much better Jameis Winston. Yes, I, I hold by it's, that. And you say Jameis or er, Patrick Mahomes loves throwing the deep ball. Of course, he loves throwing the deep ball when Tyreek Hill is able to beat the corner by thirty yards, and then well, it's an easy touchdown. Well, yeah, it's but that's out there. I'm just saying when we're talking about general styles of throwing, Mahomes can't be compared to uh, Lamar Jackson, who's run first easily. He can't be compared to Brady, who's he's he only throws short eight yard, ten yard passes. And when he throws anything more, he gets a pick six on the last fucking game as a Patriot. But um, I, if you if we're talking just you know quarterback archetypes, I definitely think that Jameis Winston and Mahomes, even though they're considerably different levels, can be compared. All right, all right. We spent a lot of time on Dimitri's list. Uh, we right. should probably move on to the next one, and we can oh, talk more I think about we've this. Mostly just, we've mostly spent time on arguing why Mike <laughs> Evans is at number one, possibly. You guys, you guys, this way. When Mike, when 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 I draft Mike Evans first and get, <laughs> then lose first overall fantasy, he's gonna draft Mike Evans. I <laughs> don't hold me to that. We're, we're, we might consider further, but yeah, you should consider further. He'll see Christian McCaffrey and he'll be like, "We're going with Mike Evans right now." <laughs> all right, all right, let's move on. So, my list. We're gonna start it off with. Julio Jones, and before we say anything, last year, Julio Jones was still great, and you had Austin Hooper and Calvin Ridley. You had Austin Hooper as that big target for Matt Ryan. So Austin Hooper's gone. He's on the Browns. He's going to go lose the rest of his career there. The Browns are so bad. And now who's Matt Ryan going to throw the ball to? Who's he going to trust the most? It's going to be Julio Jones. The defense? When he's... That's Jameis Winston, but, you know. <laughs> but when Julio Jones is that big target, once again, for Matt Ryan. And where is he going to go? He's going to go go to Julio Jones. Julio Jones can be double covered, and there's a good chance he's going to come down with the football because it's Julio Jones. <laughs> now... I would have put DeAndre Hopkins above Michael Thomas. But I was thinking fantasy-wise, and you're talking about a team where you have DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk. There's no way he's getting the same amount of receptions as he did in, oh my god, my brain. Texas. In Texas. There's no way he's going to get the same amount of yards. So that's the only real reason I put Michael Thomas above him, along with uh, Drew Brees doesn't have it. I would say Drew Brees doesn't have as much weapons as some other teams. So where is he going to go? He's going to go to trusted Michael Thomas or Taysom Hill because, because he can play quarterback, running back, and a receiver. And Kamara. I forgot about 
Uh, for a second. Yeah. Let's not pretend he's, uh, he's, he's anything compared to Michael Thomas as a receiver. Oh, yeah, but he's he's... I would say Alvin Kamara is a budget Christian McCaffrey. Is there anything against that? Because he's a, he's a really good receiver, but he's nowhere as good as Christian McCaffrey. And again, Christian I mean, McCaffrey is always getting the ball. So, I guess you're technically right, but all rece- all running backs are not as good as, or most running backs are not as good as uh, CMC. CMC is a much better run at runner than he is. Receiver. Period. I mean, you can't you can't argue that he's he's like a well, a thousand yards both ways. He, I mean, who else do they that. have to throw it to? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more, Curtis it's Samuel. How they have Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson. The only yeah. issue is Bridgewater doesn't have enough time to throw the ball to one of them, so he <laughs> has to flip it off to Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's gonna have to. We, we've already discussed the plight of the Panthers. Yes, I, so, I on your list. Or how about you finish uh, off? Yeah. So Tyreek Hill is a god. He will always be a god, especially with Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football. There is no contesting that. Dimitri, you cannot say Mike Evans is better than Tyreek Hill because he's not. Uh, unless you're playing Superstar KO, then I'll argue that. I, uh, I, I am going to leave it alone for now because we have more crap to get to. But yeah. You know, Five, I was. It was very difficult for me because I did not know. I was honestly gonna put Christian McCaffrey here. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> I was tempted to. So instead, I went Chris Godwin because, in my eyes, if Brady is Brady's gonna be on this team. Mike Evans is gonna be on deep routes ninety percent of the time. So Chris Godwin's gonna have a bigger chance of being underneath. And Mike Evans is going to be double double covered a lot more than Chris Godwin is. So he's Chris Godwin's going to get a lot more receptions and a lot more yards, and he's going to be one of the better wide receivers. That's my skill. All right. Honestly, yeah. I can't criticize this list that much. I'd say it's pretty fair. Yeah. Parker. Yeah. Let's move on to Parker's. Okay. 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 Before I read number five, Cooper Cup. Before I read number five, this is assuming Jared Goff as well, which is a very oh bold assumption. God. That is a very bold assumption. Should not be thought of in a top five. He's easily a sleeper wide receiver. What? What? Let him get to his reason. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. First, I put Michael Thomas at number one because he is the star receiver on the New Orleans Saints. No one else to throw it to except for Kamara, obviously. But, like, you're it's... not going to throw it to Kamara exclusively. Kamara. Okay, so okay you know what? I, it's I know. interpretive. Listen, so, all right, let him finish. Let him finish. Parkour. Okay, so I put Michael Thomas as number one because he's a huge talent on the Saints, and I just think he's going to go uncontested, basically. Even though they're going to, like, double cover him, I think he's going to still come down with the ball and get, like, a ton of touchdowns because that's what he always does. Okay, and then Julio Jones at number two. So, yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just insane. The only reason I didn't put him at number one is because his QB's not Drew Brees. It's and Julio. he's old. It's uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, and he's old. And, yeah, and then number three I put DeAndre Hopkins. Tell me Randy Moss wouldn't be as good as he was if he was older? Yes. Yes. Let him finish. Let him finish. Age is a big factor. For receivers, yeah, not a, not as much for QBs that don't like to run. Top ready. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. So I put DeAndre Hopkins at number three. I think he's just as talented as a receiver as the first two. It's just I don't see him doing much on the Cardinals because I just don't see um the QB whatever his name is doing it. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I don't see Kyler Murray doing much. I don't know why. I've never really been a big fan of Kyler Murray. You have little faith. Well, it's hard for Kyler Murray to get the ball over his offensive lineman in the first place. That's so. a very hard point. Because he's freaking short. But, so, I mean, with Deshaun Watson... Baseball, who knows? With Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins didn't do as much as they should have done with him. But, you know, I'm just not a big believer in the Cardinals. Especially of the owner of the Rams division. Especially against their division. 
they're going to get rolled by every single team in their division. Okay. And number four, I put Tyreek Hill. Although his hands aren't really the best at all, he's just fast. He's literally <laughs> just really fast. That's all he has going for him. And he has Mahomes. So he Doesn't just he runs by everyone. Mahomes is putting the ball in his hands for him. Exactly. He just runs by everyone. Mahomes just launches it and boom, touchdown. Okay. And they want to the thing we've been waiting for. <laughs> Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Okay, okay. So I put him here. Even though he was injured like the beginning of last season. But when he got healthy, he started doing really I was gonna say uninjured, but when he got healthy, he started doing really well in every single game. He did consistently better than most of the other wide receivers in um, fantasy. In fantasy. But he does well they also lost Brandon Cooks, which was one of the three wide receivers. So I just feel like he's going to be doing a lot more now that they don't have every other option on the team for Jared Goff to throw it to if if Jared Goff can manage to throw it to him. That's a very yeah. big if because the odds are he's so, going to throw a pick before he throws it to Cooper Cup. So first of all, even though even though that you're right that they don't have Cooks anymore, they do still have Robert Woods who's going to split the ball time with him. That's true. And second of all, but Cooper Cup is not that consistent. Cooper yeah, Cup he was pretty consistent. But, I mean, there's a whole, there's a crap ton of people who are more than decent in the NFL. He's, yeah. he's, he's definitely, he, he he is consistent. He does what he's supposed to do, but he's not, you don't look at him and go like, man, that's a, that's a top five receiver. That's Splitting a, that's a, the ball between three people, he still did better than most of the wide receivers in the league. And now that they they lost one of the other wide receivers and they lost Gurley, they're going to be throwing it to him a lot more. That's before Jared Goff is like trash. <laughs> you know, if, yeah, if, if, if Jared Goff manages to hit him before he hits the floor. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, can't, you can't argue that Cooper Cup's going to do well this year, but you can't argue that there's going to be loads of wide receivers that are better than him. Yeah, for sure. I just wouldn't put any of the Bucks receivers above him because I think Brady's too old. Okay, but but there are other wide receivers than the Bucks. Yeah, like what about Juju? Or no, I'm sorry, no. I very much dislike the Steelers. Alrighty, I I think they're pretentious. I think they're not. All right, let's talk about Juju. We can move on to the next Sleep. slide. Well, no, personally, I have a whole. I, I just don't think Juju's going to do much. on his number one. Can I What's make that? an argument on his number one real Sure, quick? argue. All right, yes. make it brief. Make it brief. It'll, it will be. The argument is for Michael Thomas was that Drew Brees does not have a lot to throw to. So might as well just put Devontae Adams at one because who else is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? Michael oh, Thomas is one better than Devontae Adams. Let's not pretend. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying your argument is that Michael Thomas is the only weapon, and he's and there he's other... insane as well. Yeah, but is that insanity good enough to make him number one over someone like Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins? Julio Jones is the only weapon on the Falcons, but he's old, and so is Matt Ryan. So yes, yeah, I do so believe they so. also have Calvin Ridley. You're saying Calvin right. Ridley's not good, guys? We're we're just going back no. over what we've been arguing about. Let's move on to our sleeper uh, picks. Sleepers. Here you go. All right, I'll go first. Trash. I have Juju <clears throat> Smith-Schuster. I know some Patriots fans may be a little bit unhappy, or I don't even know who the Steelers are rivals with. But Ravens. I mean, oh, Ravens. Okay, but anyways, Juju Smith-Schuster, undoubtedly wide receiver number one on Steelers. And now that he's getting – now that he's healthy and now that he also has a healthy – quarterback he's i only see uh upward progression from him at his current adp around number 40 which is just to break the end of third round early fourth round i see him as a for definitely top 10 fantasy wide receiver ppr and you know could be top seven top six as well um so yeah i agree and before you say it's because i I'm a Steelers fan. If you look at Big Ben when he had Heinz Ward or he had Antonio Brown, 
He goes he goes to his number one receiver ninety percent of the time. So if you can come down with the ball sixty percent of the time, which he's shown he can, then they're gonna be fine. And he's gonna get a lot of receptions and he's gonna get a lot of yards. Because their only other weapons are Deontay Johnson or if James Conner decides to stay healthy. And James Washington. But, so, yeah. so two quick oh, James Washington didn't do a lot last year. Say that. All right. no, listen, listen, listen. I agree with most of that. I, I, they, it's not like the Steelers have many other offensive options. And you're right, Big Ben has a tendency to throw to their, his number one receiver. But you are not allowed to compare him to Heinz Ward. You can't do it. Or it's Antonio Brown in his prime. Well, I never compared him to either of them. I just made a point that uh, Big Ben will throw to his number one receiver before he throws oh, to no, him. I get it. I'm just Even saying if he does that, I don't think Juju's good enough to catch it over three people or two. Well, he's, done he's done it before. He's done it multiple times. So, Still. only reason he didn't do as well last year is because Devlin Hodges... And well, Devlin Hodges was too busy throwing it underneath, and Mason Rudolph was too busy getting killed. So, <laughs> valid argument. But why do you think Ben Roethlisberger is actually going to be healthy? He's really old now, and he's very injury prone as well. Okay, so why is Tom Brady healthier than everybody else? Because of their offensive line. Their offensive line is still great. You cannot say the Steelers' offensive line is not going to give him time. But even if he's even if it's, he's not healthy, it's not like Mason Rudolph has that many other people to throw it to, like the ground. Well, what, what, so what Rudolph is just bad in general. Bad. He kind of just chucks it in the direction. Yeah, yeah. Mason, Mason Rudolph is a, should not be the Steelers' backup. He's like the backup QB, like bro, come on, dude. To be completely, to be completely honest, I hope we get a good enough draft pick so we can get someone like Trey Lance. I really want to see Trey Lance on the Steelers, to be completely honest. You'd probably have to tank for him. I bet he's going first round. How many quarterbacks really need a quarterback? Rams. How many teams really need a quarterback? Yeah, Rams. Uh, Rams aren't going to go for a quarterback because they still have Jared Goff. Yeah, because they wasted their money. Patriots need a quarterback. Vikings. Patriots trust Jared Stewart. Carolina Panthers. Like... A lot of a lot of people. Redskins. Anyways, uh, let's uh move let's on. Move on uh, to the next sleeper pick. Next sleeper pick. We have Dimitri. No. No. Yes. No. Now, listen up, because I'm pretty sure this is the best sleeper pick ever, ever seen. Here's why: Texans. What? Whether you like Bill O'Brien and you think he's a hack or not, have one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Easy. All right. Now, before, there's a reason. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is an awesome receiver, but a receiver is only as good as, their, as its quarterback. Now, the Texans have very, very few people, receivers right now. They have Will Fuller, they have Brandon Cooks, and they have, uh, what's his name from the Cowboys? Uh, Casey Cootie? Uh, Cobb, yeah, that's the one. Randall Cobb. They also have some guy from the Dolphins, right? Kiki Cootie. Yeah, no, let's not joke about that. Those are the only <laughs> three three serious contenders here for for the ball. Now, Will Fuller has been with the Texans for a crap ton of time, and he's before DeAndre Hopkins was, and he was he's never been good. He's he's always been no, he's been good, but he's never been great. He's always been there as a backup when there when what when the main guy is being triple guarded. I don't think he's going to step out of the limelight enough to actually be considered their main their their. Wide receiver number one. Now, Randall Cobb was was surprisingly decent last year. I thought he'd just screw screw up more, but he was surprisingly decent. But so um, what games were you watching? Because every time I saw Randall Cobb, I saw a drop. The literally every game I watched. But compared, Cobb, but compared to how bad you think he'd be, he was doing better. Yes, he. I'm not gonna. There's a reason he was traded. He he's not anything compared to the greats of the Cowboys. But he's he's not bad. But what my point being is that Brandon Cooks, when assuming he doesn't get injured, which is probably a big assumption because he got injured all the freaking time, I definitely think that he has a. He, he, he could, I mean, right now he's he's his ADP is, set, is around seventy nine. That's end of fifth round. That's 
I think he's easily a third, easily a third round, even even third round, fourth round pick. But yeah, so that's my. I, I agree with this only because I believe in week two, Bill O'Brien will trade him for a bag of chips, and then he'll be on a better team. That's. He <laughs> <laughs> must be really hungry. Yeah, I definitely feel comfortable with uh, Brandon Cooks as like a wide receiver too or flex. Yeah. So I guess he's a steal. Yeah, I guess. Alrighty. Last Who's one. Next? No, there's two more. Oh God, Cooper Cup again. Oh man. Cooper <laughs> Cup. The difference here is that I said Cooper Cup was a sleeper because he is nowhere close to the best wide receiver possible. So. He's supposed to go. In the, he's supposedly going to be in the third round, which I guess I could see that. I think he's going to drop a little bit more. But he, my my argument is that he's normally going to go underneath, so he's going to get a lot of reception. Robert Woods is going to be the new number one wide receiver because he showed promise last year when Brandon Cooks was hurt. And there's no more Todd Gurley, so you can't just run, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. You have to throw the ball. Sadly. And if Jared Goff can't get the ball to him because he's too busy throwing it into the back of his lineman's head or throwing it into a uh, cornerback's hand. Short jokes, man. They're not all that short. Well, no. His arm slot is quite low. He's just bad. bad. His yeah, arm is bad. He practically throws the ball sidearm and he's too busy trying to be Jameis Winston. He, he's trying to be the best defensive player possible by throwing an interception. Yeah, I'm... All right, but wait, before we get off track, of track, here's my problem with you with Cooper Cup as, as your sleeper. I think he's decent. I don't think he's bad. I don't, I, I don't think he's great. I think he's very well placed right now. If, if you are going to tell... Basically, you're saying that he has the potential to be a second-round pick, Right. Or even a first-round pick, if something, in some cases. But what you're saying is that on the some of the worst teams in the worst teams in the fantasy draft, that he could be a potential wide receiver one, which I think is a ridiculous thought. I don't think he can be a wide receiver one because there's a lot a lot of better wide receivers, especially fantasy wise. I think he's going to have the opportunity. He's going to be that guy that either goes a little bit later. I think his ADP. Honestly, way too high. So I think where do you think his ADP is going to end up? Well, number wise, I'm not sure. I believe he's going to go in like the sixth or seventh round. Oh, so that's well, oh, yeah. If he's in the sixth or seventh round, that's a sleeper. But at currently, like third, fourth round, that's not really a sleeper. Yeah. And like until he moves back, then right now he's not considered. I guess. My that- argument was that he's being rated way too high for what he is because yeah he did he did somewhat well when he was healthy but you have guys that are better than him you're gonna have in like the third round people so, looking to get a good quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson so he's not gonna go that high so he's not a sleeper he's the opposite of a sleeper he's like a I don't over know, overrated an, an early waker all right <laughs> I guess you could put it that way. I guess you could put it that way. But it was either me picking Cooper Cup or me going with someone like I wanted to go DK Metcalf. I was I, I was, was thinking between DK Metcalf and the yeah. Titans receiver as well. I was well, thinking DK Metcalf because he's Russell Wilson's really only weapon, except for his running backs at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, there's Lock- a Tyler Lockett, right? yeah, and then you also have Philip Dorsett, right? Yeah. And you're also probably getting Josh Gordon. So, okay, <laughs> anyway, anyway. I'm pretty sure Josh Gordon's still in the Titans. Um, no, he's undrafted. He's a free agent. Oh, well, Josh Gordon know. is a free agent. I want him back. I want Josh Gordon back in my life. I wonder why. You. Wanna, you hey. Go tell Bill Belichick to trade for Brandon Cooks again, okay? Because you're going to get him for a bag of chips. <laughs> a bag of chips. Belichick's going to offer like a literal fifth-round draft pick, and Bill O'Brien's going to be like, yes. Or maybe the or maybe the, 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 the jar of ashes Randy Moss's body is in. All right, we'll get that. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, Brian is going to feel so bad because he's going to think it's such a bad trade. He's going to throw in Deshaun Watson. He's been playing fantasy, and he just said, oh, my God, what the Patriots aren't going to be doing well. I can't bet on the Patriots anymore. Let me send them one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Let me send them a gift or two. Like... We'll give them right. Tom Brady wanted a weapon. We'll give them one of their weapons, and then we're good. He probably That's like good. bet on the Cardinals before he traded them DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, he's oh, running. It's the only plausible way. He yeah. wore a trench coat and a match and said, "I bet you the Texans won't trade uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals." He's like, "I'll take that bet." Next day, Texans <laughs> trade uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals <laughs> for practically garbage. For, for, for an 80 year old running back. He's not that old. Fourth round pick. Yeah. He's, he's overrated and he never had and he's that. Old. He, dude, he's not that old. David Johnson's not that old. I think we're getting a little sidetracked. Alrighty, okay, guys, before let's on. stop insulting Bill O'Brien. We keep coming back to this. Let's let's move on to the <laughs> yeah, next sleeper pick. Insult my sleeper it's pick. Our final and this pick. this one I think this one's gonna be the funniest of them all. Okay, Parker, not because my name's Parker, but I picked Devontae Parker because I feel like with Tua, he's going to be doing so much better than with Fitzmagic. And he started popping off in the end of the season. So I see him as a contender for my number one wide receiver spot. I'm, by the All way, right, totally I'm All still right. pissed that Tua didn't go to the Chargers. That's the, I, I still can't Hose have trouble sleeping on that. Let me, let me go. All right. All right. The way I see Devontae Parker... He's a boomer bust candidate. Um, his last year, and also going back, Fitz Magic. I think it would be a better it'd be a better comparison to compare him to Jameis Winston than comparing Jameis Winston to Patrick Mahomes. But that's a whole different story. The only reason why Devontae Parker was able to you know put up reasonable points last year because Fitz Magic was like Jameis Winston. He was making those risky throws, chucking it downfield, doing all this wild and crazy stuff. And now you have like two. Of, I don't know. Yeah, how try to and say his last, last name. name. Tagovailoa or whatever. I mean, Tagovailoa. He's obviously not the same quarterback as Fitzmagic. He's not going to just be chucking it randomly downfield. I think he'll be a lot more reserved. Um, they also have a Mike Jaziski, Jaziski. I think a great tight end. So honestly, I see it. I personally see a little bit of regression, but that's just my opinion. So I. Slightly disagree with Steven there. If you don't mind me jumping in here. Well, I don't think that the, this is a great sleeper pick because I, I definitely, I think that it's relatively well placed for mid fifth round pick. But I also think that Tua, Tua will do well with him. I think, I think that he's a little less consistent than Fitzmagic was, but I do think that they're going to do some cool things together. But I definitely don't think the ADP is misplaced. I think that. I wouldn't put him as wide receiver one or wide receiver two. I might put him at flex, but I I think that's it's, it's relatively accurate. Yeah, I, I like some of the stuff you said, like how Tua's not uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not going to just chuck the ball downfield and it's going to go over Devontae Parker's head or something because Tua Tagovailoa is going to chuck. Oh, the he ball got it. Wait, actually, whoa. He's going to chuck the ball downfield and into Devontae Parker's hands so he can make the catch and he can do something with the ball. As long as Tua can stay healthy, they'll be completely fine. But then look at that offense online and you're like, oh shit. I have no offense. <laughs> what is this? My question is why do every, like, 90% of NFL teams don't have good offensive lines? They're rare. Have, Offensive linemen are rare to come by. Plain as simple as that. Look at the offensive linemen that they picked up this year. There was a decent amount of linemen. They just don't groom them as much as they groom a wide receiver or a quarterback yeah. or a running back. That, that, that's, that's always confused me because as somebody who personally has subpar linemen himself, it's not that hard. Like, I, 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 I get... I, I get why it might be difficult, but they really just need to get a bunch of big fat people and just stand still. Like, <laughs> there's too many good defensive ends and defensive linemen. That to... doesn't work against Aaron Donald. If you lose to JJ Watt 
I can respect that. That does not work. Xavier Colony, I respect that. Aaron Donald. I can respect that. But if you lose, but beyond some star, beyond some star, there's no excuse. Like, it honestly, I'm there. The the amount of college linemen that have to come out is ridiculous. I don't see why they don't draft more of them or grab more free agents from college. It doesn't make sense. Only time an offensive lineman should have trouble is if, so like, say the Steelers say, screw this, let's have a full-out blitz, send TJ Watt, send Bud Dupree, all okay, your offensive okay. linemen, then they're going to have a, they're not telling me, hold on, you, you're going to say TJ Watt is not one of the best linebackers in the NFL right now. No, I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about Devontae Parker, kind of, so let's just end with wide linemen in the NFL are unexcusably sucky and uh, they need to fix that. So, Parker, explain to us why Devontae Parker, like, oh, what, what's he, your excuse? He already explained, right? That's yeah. No, so he explained it, but I, I'm still not getting it. The way I see it, you, he's a he's might be a good fit for the Dolphins. Do you think the Do- Dolphins are going to do particularly well next year? Personally, Is there something I missing? see them doing well. Did you see how they played in the end of the season? They beat the Patriots with Tom Brady. Shut up. They beat the Patriots. <laughs> Don't mention that here. The Patriots can't even win a playoff game against the Tennessee Titans. They don't know how to stop Derrick Henry. They're too busy throwing pick six as the last play of the game. Yeah, Dimitri. All righty. <laughs> I think I think that's a great note. Do we have another slide? Do we have another thing, or is that the end of that's it? Yeah, just uh, the ending slide. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Kind of heated today, a little bit sidetracked. Hopefully next time uh, we'll have some more guys to chip in. Um, As always, be sure to comment. You know, we love your feedback. And thanks for joining us again. Uh, Peace out. See you.